Oh yeah, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. I'm Mega. Yo, late in the house. That's right. As this intro plays, I'm going to go ahead and announce what we're doing. Uh, first off, Do the Mega Late Show is the number one hip hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo. Today, uh, we've got something different. We usually record with a guest, but today we are doing our every album of the decade ever project, which is where uh, Late and I, or and sometimes a guest, choose an album and then discuss the qualities, merits, and impact of this album within the entire canon of hip-hop that came out since 2010. Right. So at this point, we've rated, I think, nine albums. Maybe. More. Maybe more than nine. We've we've discussed and ranked nine albums. And essentially what we're doing is adding albums to this ever-growing list and uh, placing them in a certain location. So I was a little confused myself because I was like looking at the list and I thought we had only done this twice. Three times now, I think, right? This is the third time. We did it together and then we did one with AJ and we did one with Shucks. Maybe. Ah, okay. So, because I was like, yo, there's a few albums on here already. Yeah. So, I think nine. I think nine. I know at the top of the list right now, ranked at number one. Oh, okay. Ranked at number one, we have Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of the list is Bobby Sessions' Revolution 1 and 2. Yes. Okay. And within the middle of that list are albums of varying degrees of quality and uh, impact and merit. And so today we're going to add, I think, six albums to the uh, list. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, word. And then, uh, you know, next week we'll have another guest for you and kind of a regularly scheduled Mega Late Show podcast endeavor. If you like these, let us know. If you want uh, to see an album on, uh, us discuss an album and add it to the list, let us know. We have been kind of actively avoiding discussing albums that are already critically acclaimed, kind of just letting those come in uh, naturally as they occur. We don't want to have all of Kendrick and Kanye's and Drake's album uh, on this list immediately so um, those will come for sure how do you, how do you want to do this today late you want to do one album each go back to back off of them yeah I think that's a good look should we announce the albums we're gonna do or just do them let's just do them okay yeah All right. uh, so yeah I want to say off the top like you said we've been trying to Wait, avoid... was it what was it that we were just talking about uh, I was gonna <laughs> say uh, we've been trying to avoid critically ah. acclaimed albums right uh, and yeah my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is at the top, but I think today is the first time we'll have like a contender for that one number one spot. Oh shit! Potentially. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're not gonna spoil anything yet. So, okay. do you want to go first or? Sure. Go what first? albums was I doing and shit? Okay, I've got uh, I've got a. Let me start with an album that I'm trying to shoot towards the bottom of the list and get this <laughs> shit uh, popping. Uh, I kind of felt bad that Bobby Sessions was at the bottom of the list, even yeah, though indeed. it's like, re- really, uh, you know, one thing that I wanted to say is that to- as we as we discuss this, like my approach towards this is like towards objectivity. So, like, there's going to be albums that like. I just don't like as much as other people because it's not my personal taste, but I will try to be fair and honest when discussing these things. And I like how much you have to preface this well, choice. It, it's a weird thing because the way that I'm ranking it, if I, if I was just to say like, yo, these, like my decision where this album lies is purely based upon my taste, then I would be arguing different things about where the list is even right now. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd have that Roots album 
higher on the list already just based upon my perf- personal preference. There's no way that I like game more than I like the roots. Yeah, That's enough. just a personal thing. But trying to be objective about these things in terms of creativity, um, the inherent qualities of the album, you know, um, impact, I- impact and things of that nature. I have to I have to say, you know, that roots album that's on the list is I, I, I've used the term unremarkable which is not the case. It's a great, beautifully mm. well-constructed album, but it is also just like The Roots doing The Roots thing. Yeah. There's nothing very special about it. For sure. And this first album that I wanted to bring up, I am shooting for the bottom of the list because I think that Bobby Sessions album is really good. It just happens to be the, only, the, the lowest album on the totem pole right now. So my choice for this is Jaden Smith's Sire album. Indeed. And I'm shooting towards the bottom of the list because I think it's a fucking nothing burger. Yeah, I really think that he's done a great job constructing some tracks that sound good, that are aligned with popular rap music tropes right now. He does the good raps. He has the good beats. He's got, you know, a little bit of creativity in there. But at the end of the day, I don't really think he's saying anything. I don't think this had any cultural impact. In fact, the most that I think that it really affected anything uh, in the culture is when Will Smith decided to make a cover rendition of it as his dad, which I thought was great, funny, and hilarious. Covered what? Of um, Icon. The, uh, you know, which I, I think is, it's a good song. It sounds good. But, you know, when judging, when when thinking about this list, I really am taking into consideration object objective qualities about the music and the construction. And for this album, I just don't think that it really sits anywhere of, of major importance. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he is his... Um, his lyrical content or his rapping ability is anything to be said about. If it wasn't Jaden Smith and it was, uh, you know, Patrice O'Neal or just any other name that you wanted to put there, I would still have the same things to say about it. Right. I think that this type of album wouldn't really even make a dent uh, or make any waves if it wasn't Jaden Smith. If this was some underground SoundCloud rapper, it would just be like, wow, this is essentially that. It wasn't like an XXX Tentacion where uh, uh, a more popular rapper took some of his sounds and then there was like, oh, he's doing something different and somebody else copied him. It's like Jaden Smith is just hitting every single type of pop rap musical trope at the time that this album came out. And that sounds like a major diss, and it kind of is. But I'm not saying that the music doesn't sound good. Because it does. But I think one thing that we leave out of the title is greatest for this uh, announcement. Mm. And I think when it comes to greatest, a lot has to be considered. And I don't think that Jaden's album has any of those qualities. Yo, uh, heavily agree. And I'm pretty happy because I do not like this album at all. Work. Like I, uh, I was, I was a little worried I was gonna be too contrarian, but yeah, I remember when I listened to it last year, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna finish this album, mm. and I didn't mm. because last year was the year I decided, oh, I'm not gonna listen through something I don't have to, and I did it today for the sake of, you know, what we're doing, and man, it's it's a struggle to get through, yeah, like. 
especially the first track or the first four tracks that are like one long track, the B-L-U-E track. Man, I was like, all right, when I get through this, it'll like maybe get better. And it does. Yeah. But uh, the, the track Lost Boy on there, I was like halfway through that. And I was like, oh, man, how much more of this album do I have to go through? And it was like another half of the album left. And I felt I had already been listening for a good 30, 40 minutes. And yeah, for everything that you said, he's really all the worst parts of Childish Gambino to me. Like, <laughs> the Word. he's not saying anything interesting. He's not saying it in an interesting way. I mean, he can rap, but I'm just not. There's nothing in it that appeals to me. I mean, I like rich nigga rap, but I don't think I like rich kid rap you know yeah talking like about riding around in a tesla right. and nepotism rap or some yeah. shit yeah, yeah it's just not yeah. for me yeah. i would say maybe culturally it doesn't resonate with me but there are people that it resonates sure. with more and you know i think it does deserve inclusion on yeah. the list for that reason yeah. and i think that's where it stops I, I would like to say that um, I, I'm a big supporter of Jaden Smith. I've never been really on the train of hating on him as a person or as a kid or, or true both a, a, of uh, as, Willow. as a celebrity. Um, I think I think that you know he 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 seems to come from a a, a great family. You know um, Jada and Will are uh, iconic. Mm. Um, and I, and I love both of them as people and what they represent generally. And um, Jaden Smith is a phenomenal actor. He seems to be a pretty good musician. And I hope that in the future, when he creates music, that he finds more of his own voice instead of trying to, it almost seems like he's trying to do these like idiolects of people's styles, like trying to kind of capture what they do, but put a slight spin on it. Mm. And while that can be appreciated and why that's something that's been happening since the beginning of hip hop music, in this case, I'm just not, I'm not on board with it. Yeah. I can think of several albums that will go below this, but you know, as it stands now, I'm very comfortable with putting this at the, at the bottom slot. Word, I, I'm gonna say I agree. Should we? Okay. Are you updating the list, or should I be updating the list? Uh, yeah, I am updating the okay, list. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's do that. So, at the top of the list, number one, we got Kanye West, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," and after that, we have Freddie Gibbs, uh, "Baby, Baby Face, Face Killer. Killer," and after that is the Game Documentary Two and Two Point Five. Next is Lupe Fiasco, "Tetsuo and Youth," then Ab Soul, "Control System." And then we have Lil Ugly Mane, Mr. Thug Isolation. And next is J. J. Cole, Cole, Friday Night Lights. And then we have The Roots, How How I Got Got Over. And Bobby Sessions, Revolution Part 1, The Divided States of America. And Part 2, The Art of Resistance. Then Jaden Smith. We have Sire, which just got added. All right. Yo, uh... Well, maybe I'll save this for later, but do you know what year is most heavily represented on the list? Um, I mean, if you had to that. take a guess. 2014? No. no. 2012. Mm. 2012 was killing it. Okay. 
Oh, um, what? Freddie Gibbs, The Game. Freddie Tet- Gibbs. Tetsuo, no. Mr. Thug, Isolation, Control Absol- System. Yeah. And the, the Roots? A couple things we haven't okay. talked about yet. Okay. Let's do it, though. Um, what you got? Oh, yeah. Um, which one do I want to do? I got to say, um, I didn't really... Uh, it, normally i would like to have more time to go back and reflect on the albums that we discuss uh but we kind of put this together in the last minute in terms of um what albums we we're going to do right so i didn't really have a lot of time to go back and, and in fact i didn't go back and listen to some of these albums uh so i'll be kind of trying to remember them as they stand which well yeah. i was able to listen to almost all of them okay. uh, last night um, and I mean, yeah, I've already listened to some of them or all of them and very familiar with okay. a few of them, but man, it was interesting. Let me just go with this first one. Uh, Joey Badass, All-American Badass. Yo, I forgot how good this album is, man. This album is great. It is a good album. So Joey Badass's second, fuck, that's my shit. Joey Badass is a second major label release i Third. guess you can say oh it's sec- yeah major label yeah yeah um and this would be his fourth project though right after he summer nights and 1999 99 summer nights before the money yeah and then this one yeah i think at least those are the projects i'm aware of right without any pro era mixtapes mix or anything right, right. right that's how i think about it and yeah like i would include this in like the group of albums that came out that are super black that yeah i've mentioned before like i would include bobby uh sessions Mm -hmm. album in there and other people like common and ti and fucking maybe if we're being loose Mm -hmm. jay-z definitely solange like that kind of thing yeah i mean even killer mike yeah definitely very absolutely word uh and i wasn't expecting that from joey Usually I go to Joy for bars and boom bap, yeah. some like real New York shit. Yeah. And he still keeps it like this on his album, but his perspective and the way he talks about the issues um, uh, the community's dealing with, and he hits on a wide variety of them surprisingly. And I mean, they're all closely related, but he seems to touch on all of them uh, pretty, um, what's the word? Not critically, but it seems like he's given some thought to it. Yeah. And I agree with his opinions uh, most of the time. And like I said, he's already dope. And the music is fucking crazy. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got some good fe- features on here. Schoolboy Q shows up. J. Cole shows up. Uh, some good production on there, too. Absolutely. Static Selecta. Absolutely. Uh, Kirk Knight. Chuck Strangers. Strangers. The, uh, yeah, a lot. The only thing I would say, and it, it kind of happens with a lot of the albums on here, is uh, gets a little, like the quality drops a little bit in the middle or towards mm-hmm. the end, but it's still better yeah. than a whole bunch of other shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I, man, I was listening last night and I was like, oh yeah, this album's really good. Yeah. And then three tracks in, I was like, fuck, I forgot 
how fucking yeah. dope this album is. This came out in 2017. 17, which is I think the second most oh. represented year so far. You you know we um, if I recall correctly, neither of us put this on our top ten albums of the year that year. I think you I had it on had, there. Well, I only did five albums in I'm, 2017. I'm not sure if it made I the only cut. Did more, but um, wh- what I like to say about the album is that. Yeah, usually when we listen to a person like Joey, we're kind of just expecting a young perspective that is, you know, doing boom bap style rap. That's what he came onto the scene for and what people appreciated him for. It was my number three. It was your number three? Yeah. Okay, shit. Cool, cool. I, for some reason, I didn't I didn't remember that. But uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a really great project. I don't really have any personal qualms with any of the beat selections, the lyrics. Um, the guest features i think schoolboy kills his guest feature yeah it's a great album um i like the content also the um the album doesn't really seg like it's not you know uh it wasn't created to like be one long sound piece or something Mm -hmm. like that but the like samples he uses or the transitions that he does use to affect the album are fucking great man like the the little girl giving the speech about how black people are treated mm. at the end of um temptations i think it is yeah man this album is just crazy it's a, it's a good album man i really i really do like this uh you know it, for me it didn't it definitely it definitely didn't make my top 10 list that year um for whatever reason and that's not because you know i don't like uh joey or the production choices or anything on this album it just like it was one of those things where it's going back to listen to it. I just didn't listen to it as much. Mm. I still think it's a really good project. I, I really, I really do like this album, and um, I don't know where I. It, again, like I didn't think much about the list at all, so I got to pull up the list to see where I think it would fit. Where, where do you think it fits? Yo, man, I think it's better than Babyface Killer, so I would put it above that. I think I like more songs on Babyface Killer than this joint. Um, I do I'm think I do sure. prefer this to Control System. See, the way that the list stands now, I think that Tetsuo is a better album than Freddy in the Game. And that's kind of where my difficulty comes to on the list. Right. I think Freddy and the Game have good sounding albums with good music that is likable and songs that I enjoy. But in terms of like a piece of work, I think Tetsuo and Youth is better than both of those albums. And because of that, I want to rank it below Freddy. I think it's better than the Games album, but I don't think it's better than Tetsuo. I guess I just have to reconcile with the idea that that I have to reconcile with the idea that Tetsuo is going to sit there and <laughs> try to figure out yeah, how man, I, I just, can kind of that you know. I just yeah, that album just doesn't click with me. Yeah, like that. I I just think it's a great piece of artwork. Um, a piece of work in from front to back. I, w- I would put this below Freddie Gibbs personally. I can ride with that. Yeah, I just I, I w- one thing to be said though is like that Freddie album. It's longer, right? Um, this album. How is, long is that album? I feel like the Freddie album is almost like a full CD, like fucking 70, 80 minutes of music. Right. Whereas this is what, like 14 tracks, maybe 50 or like, well, how long is this? Uh, Oh, it's yeah. It's maybe 15, 50 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 49 minutes. This project is. So I think there's something to be said about being concise and, and having that. But honestly, 
I could have done without a few of these tracks, and I feel like it would have made the album more stronger and cohesive. Sure. Um, so. Even though they're good parts, like the track with a Chronic on it. Who is Chronic? Which one is that? He's like a reggae singer or something. Okay. okay. Yeah, I really didn't need that track. Yeah, and actually, ba- Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't really need the track with J. Cole either. I could... Actually, those mm-hmm. last... Is that I the like that third to last track? Beat. Uh, second to last. But I like uh, that The one with Chronic. Beat. Oh, third. Yeah. Those last three tracks maybe mm-hmm. yeah. could cut from the album. And it would I mean, make it, they've got some nice yeah. spots to them, but that almost smartest nigga in the room ramble he has at the end of the album, like, you, I'm you not quite you, sure. You know how I be hating on that yeah. sometimes. It's like, yo, I feel you what you're trying to do, but like, for real, man, leave that shit to Ta-Nehisi Coates. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, get 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson on there or something, for real. like, just to talk about science. But okay, so, mm, yeah, I think I like more songs on the Freddie Gibbs than this. Uh, I would be comfortable with it being below Freddie. Word. Cool with that? Yeah, man. For sure. Do you like this project more than 99? Yeah. I have to. That's still my favorite Joey project. I got to think man. about it, man. Okay. Well, well we're Joey has some good albums, and I like all of them not for the same reasons. That was. Um, that was one of the albums that we were going to discuss when we did this with um, Tracy. with Tracy, and yeah. we'll get to that later. We've got some more albums, and we're going to rock with Tracy Jones and uh, pull all that magic off and shit. So for sure, Word. all right, bet. Uh, next album. What did I fucking see? Okay, uh, what was my what was one of my albums? Late. Okay, here let's go. Since I was just talking about Killer Mike, let's go with Killer Mike rap music. Oh, I uh, thought you were switching it up. Oh, was I? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Um, let's go. Let's go into Rhapsody then. Okay. Since we're talking about albums, uh, what is it called? Layla's Wisdom. I want to yes. pull this up. Uh, Rhapsody, uh, rapper lady from North Carolina. I want to say. Yes. From Same North Carolina. As, uh, Ninth Wonder. Tremendously talented. Former member of Cooley High. I want to say. Right. Uh, she rocks with you know. Jamla. Yeah, she's on all the Jamla projects, and uh, just she's. Right now, the maybe go-to female MC people go to, mostly because of this album, but even yeah. before, because yeah. she can fucking she rap her ass is, off. She is, she's a fucking, she's a quality MC. Not even for a lady, just for an yeah. MC. She'll, she was on the joint with uh, Black Thought, Stream of, Stream of, Stream of Thought 1, mm. kept up, bar for bar. Only feature on To Pimp a Butterfly. MC rap feature. Yes. Uh, okay. Wait. No, Snoop's on there too, but Snoop is just singing. Yeah, he does the hook. Right, right. But not not bars really. Okay, yeah. but I feel you. I feel you. But but I think that speaks to her um, her talent, her ability, the way her her ability to construct a song, uh, a concept, and execute on that doesn't fall short like a lot of rappers. This album yeah. I thought was songs are so well put together. Yeah. yeah. This album I thought was. Uh, not surprising, but I was happy to get it. I wasn't expecting it. Word. It came through, and I was like, holy shit, she got an album out, like a full project that I can listen to right now. Who's on it? Who produced it? She's got uh, production, you know, all, all the dope names. Ninth Wonder, Crisis, fucking Knots is on there with the production. Just, you know, the beats are dope. The concepts of the tracks are really good. Uh, the features are great. The, I really like the, the Kendrick feature on Power. Yes. Uh, also, this shit has fucking George Clinton on it too, man. It's a, which it's track? A power. 
Oh, George really? Clinton must be playing, or George Clinton Jr. Oh, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> How you going? Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. If your name is George Clinton, you just don't add a junior unless you really are the junior. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> so maybe. I don't know who's playing the beats or, like, who's playing the instruments or whatever, yeah. but it's just a really good project. Again, this is a 2017 project. 2017. Okay, this is yeah. a 2017 project. Also didn't make my top 10 of the list that year. Really? Yeah. I, I don't a, think that's true. I, I think you think talked I, about this. I, I, I thought you talked about it and I was like, "Well, that's a good It's choice. my number 2." Okay. I, it wasn't it wasn't my it wasn't on my top 10. That's surprising cuz you put me onto this album. And I really really like it, but I just uh, when we put together our list, I should say that I'm not putting a list together on what I think is the best album of the year, mostly the albums that I like and played the most. Word. And with this project, I feel like the quality dips a little bit towards the end where it starts to become yes. lots of love A lot songs, of these albums so. suffer from that. Y and and even though the quality dips, like the album quality is already so high, it's not like it becomes shit. It's just Word. not as good as the strongest song it, it almost feels like they could have just left a few songs off and kept it a little bit more concise for a very strong cohesive project yeah this runs about an hour long and and the last half not half but the last maybe quarter or third of the album i just don't care for as much fair maybe enough thematically uh is is one of the things but it doesn't seem to to dip in quality in any air in any discernible area i think it's good i mean like uh the joy badass album there are spots on those songs that you know where i'm like oh that was dope or i'll listen to the song again if it popped up on shuffle but i'm not gonna actively be like yo i need to hear knocking at my door again right right but uh you also want to give uh props to just the 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 creation or what, what am i trying to say like there's so many beat changes yeah. on the songs and but the album works really well yeah. together like there's yeah. not really a theme or a story like with joey's album or some of the other albums mm -hmm. but yes yeah, it's just really good soundscape and everything you know, sounds tight is knight the executive producer on this probably I, i'm not i'm not exactly sure i don't have the details but this just comes across as a really solid fucking super good uh, contemporary boom bap type of rap album. Maybe boom bap's not the term to use. I mean, generally in terms of like rapper over rap beat. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a rap like, album, right? And 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 it executes incredibly. I think yeah. it's a really, really good album. Um, Where would you put it? I will put it. Uh, see, this, this list. I could tell that it's going to be wild, problematic for us as we get, at least for me, as we get later on into the list with so many albums, because I'm placing them for different reasons. Like, mm. I think that this is a better album than Freddie Gibbs, but I do like a lot. I, I like most of the songs on that Freddie Gibbs. I would say that it's got to be somewhere around Freddie and Joey. I would put it above Freddie. At two. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you rank it above that Freddie album? The Freddie album is great. It's really good. Um, it's and that's also too, like a rap album. Like yes, it's just like it's, beats, raps. It's pretty much a mixtape. Yeah, pretty much. And 
that's where I think the difference is. Like, even though it's such a good mixtape, it's better than everything more, under it. This is more focused. It's more focused and you can tell and it's more cohesive. Mm. And I mean, we're not necessarily going for that. Like, it's the criteria. We're not vague with it, but we haven't been like, okay, we only want people who right. set out to make an album. Right. Like, we haven't said that. But I, I like that feeling when I'm listening to this album. Like, she starts off with Power, which is crazy because it's one of the best tracks, if not the best tracks. Mm. But then it's not like the album becomes bad after that. Right. It just becomes more enjoyable. And her perspective also is more interesting, not to knock Freddie. Yeah. But Freddie makes, you know, like slap music for yeah. the slap. Freddie is not trying to make people think about some shit like that you know what i mean right what, what's also really good about this album is the way that kind of unfolds the more you listen to it you mm. start to kind of notice more nuances in her wordplay as well as like concepts start to become a little bit more clear if you only give it a cursory listen you know you'll have and so has she ever done a track with sky zoo not that i can remember that'd be a dope collab probably i'm fine with two i like it i like it under that kanye joint and and uh Yo, that is the first woman that we have on the project, I think. I mean, Word. on the list. And she, right. And it's not because she's a woman that she's at, too. It's because she's fucking dope. Yes, absolutely. So, word up. Okay. Um, is it my turn? E no, it's my turn. Oh, yeah. That, that was my <laughs> choice. I told you I didn't prepare for this shit. That was busted. Yo, uh, all right. I'm ready for this one. Okay. Uh, We're going to do Drake. If you're reading this... It's too late or you're too late. I'm tripping. If it's now. reading this, you're it's too I don't know. If you're reading this, it's too late. It's too late. Uh first Drake entry onto the list. I almost didn't want to discuss this. I know. I know. Well Did you I mean I don't mind discussing it, but I, I kind of wanted another person to be here to discuss it. I'm glad we don't. Um cause because uh I was such a big Drake fan, and this album in particular is uh, pretty, I don't know, pivotal to my life at the time. Mm. And I feel like other people don't share the same opinions on Drake as you do. So I right. don't want it to be like, you know, coming at, like, if it seems okay. like. Like if we had Cake in here, Cake really likes Drake. Right. So or even just like a neutral listener okay. who's just like, yeah, Drake is fine. Yeah. Or, oh, I like those Drake songs. Mm. Because this album is like peak this is like drake prime yeah. this is this drake is a mixtape at though. his strongest yes this is a mixtape 2015 so it's around that time uh where it's like you know people are just releasing projects yeah and he was just like boom here it is i remember yeah, this, this just dropped came like out. i don't know if this came out before beyonce did that or after after so yeah he, he pulled a beyonce yeah and Whatever. I mean, it's it's also two different markets. This is a rap album. Oh yeah, you know for sure, I mean? definitely. But and I, this is a can I say this is a rap album? This isn't Drake being like no, that's what like I mean. R and B thing. This, this is, is like a, him rapping. Yeah, I wanted to ask you: Did you listen to any of the tracks when I told you that? No, I, I, I didn't go back one? to this. No, I I I I vividly remember listening to this like twice when it came out. Okay, because uh, this came out. I want to say after, um, yo, what's the name of that fucking song? Uh, Zero to a Hundred. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember when that song came out, everybody was like, oh, shit, Drake fucking killed that shit. And this is his fourth, fifth, fifth release, maybe his fourth major release. Well, technically, because it's a mixtape, mm-hmm. right? Um, And I was like, oh, surprise, Drake. Let me put this on and see what's going on. Because like you said, this is before singing pop, ubiquitous, everywhere Drake. He's still like, you know, on the ascent. Mm-hmm. And then just from the start. Well, I mean, Drake had won a Grammy by here, right? I, I don't know that much about his career. I don't but know 2015, either. Drake is well into his stride. Like, he's got like three albums that people consider I mean, but this is before that, right? Uh, I don't, well, maybe some people, but I would say he has one classic and like a classic mixtape at this point. And I mean, this is before Hotline Bling. This is before like yeah, Meme Drake. This album, I think, created Meme Drake or at least Lyric Meme Drake where everybody's like, oh, let me quote the lyric from the Drake song. I think mm. that started around this, this? time. Okay. Because man, this album, it starts out so fucking strong with uh, Legend, um, and then it goes into Energy, and then it goes into uh, Tin Bands and Know Yourself, like just really, really hard songs, and like I said, prime bar rapping Drake, just like almost unfuckwittable, like. Like, of course, they're better lyricists, but something about his energy on the beginning of the album is just like, oh, shit. Like, it's, I'm, I, I didn't, uh, maybe I need to go back and listen to it again, but uh, like, I didn't get energy from it. I found this to be a drab listen. Really? The first, the beginning? Well, I mean, like, they're not the, not song for song, but listening to this as a project, like, song after song mm. i found it to be incredibly draining like i just well, I, 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 there, think I can maybe i should preference to saying this like i don't think drake makes bad music i mm. think he makes really good music i just don't appreciate a lot of the qualities of it right um in reference to uh him taking other people's sounds and just kind of always you know what? like i would say what i get from this album that like, started damn on this album yeah this is the first album where he has like that kind of a west indian there's lots of samples of people speaking patois on here and things and this is like the first time i mean maybe he did it on the album before this but i don't remember him doing it earlier he really gets toronto-ish on this album i mean he calls himself the sixth god that's where it all started on this album he fucking drake man i i i really when i heard this i was like okay so here's a rap album this is like i felt like this was because it's not like such a poppy kind of approach that he had before that was this is like his album for dudes i felt like here's Hmm. a rap album like before it was like girls and guys like drake these songs are this is a rap album this is and i was like oh okay well this is the first real um chink in the armor this is this is where i think like people notice that people are going to notice it like he's taking these styles and and appropriating them but you it know was how the you opposite say hip-hop yeah definitely it was the opposite you know how you so. say hip-hop valhalla how we're like you know who gets in and we mm, talk about mm-hmm. if we had to take somebody out 
So is this Drake's album for you? Is this, this your favorite album, Drake album? Like, no. Okay. Uh, Drake is bulletproof now, kind of. It seems like. Yeah. At this, least he has a fucking crazy healing factor. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like motherfucker gets his head blown <laughs> off, and then the next day he's like, you know, fucking uh, uh, kissing seventeen-year-olds. Deadpool shit. or Wolverine? Uh, he's got to be Deadpool because it's fucking ridiculous how he can just break the fourth wall on rules and then come back straight. He and he meme knows factor, it. Yeah. yeah, it's like he's incredible with that. Like, so it's like, not yeah. my favorite Drake album. So no, no yeah. but it's still really good. But uh, so yeah, so let's say. Valhalla, right? When rappers go in there, they're like fucking, oh, like Snoops and all these other legends are in there just like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want now. It's fine. And Drake got in there off of this album. Like I would say he was on his way up and everybody was like, oh yeah, Drake will be, you know, somebody we'll talk about for a while. He makes good music. You know, let's see what happens. Or, you know, he's, you know, one of the top guys right now. This album, I would say, is his entrance into Mm. the Valhalla. And... It's just, I don't know, man. The impact of this album was fucking crazy. I mean, I, I, I really think everybody I started was biting already, his style after this. I think, I think everybody, I don't think the formula was his, I should say. I think that a lot of the songs on this are very reminiscent to a lot of artists who were not as popular at the time. And he affected a lot of those uh, sounds to craft this album. And while I think it's good, I don't think that like, the impact solely is on his shoulders. I think that it comes from the backs of a lot of little sweatshop guys. Oh, and, probably. Yeah. But I mean, but, you know, Travis Scott is featured on the album who I, should be uh, recognized for probably shaping the current he, he's, sound. He's of one today. of the guys who is largely responsible for the trajectory of all the musical tropes that are happening in music now. Also, the uh, only other feature um, besides Party Next Door, I think, is uh, Lil Wayne. Who is not? It's like kind of post prime little. It's like prime plus Lil Wayne, but fucking shows up with a yeah. crazy verse. And I mean, I I struggle to think of somebody else who would have fit this album and not sounded like shit compared mm. to the level Drake was coming with on this album. I just like. Oh, but but I will say. Everything I've said is. Um, uh, largely influenced by the impact the album had, especially culturally within you know the hip hop community, and also the beginning of the album, but it really falls off towards the end. Like after I was listening to like those first five tracks, I was like, oh man, I forgot these fucking tracks. Bang, yeah. and then it's just like, okay, That's where it kills me. Okay, and then so I'm like, end. towards the end, I'm like, oh, I thought this other track was on here, and then I'm like, yeah. oh no, that's on the other album. And I was like, oh man, I don't. The end of this album is maybe that's maybe that's where I'm maybe that's where my difficulty comes in for this album because I'm not in spaces where people are playing the prime tracks on this album. Mm. I'm not at bars. I'm not at clubs where this is going on. And when it is going on, generally, I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty good for what it is. But I usually feel that way about a lot of shit that is supposed to sound pop rap sensible. Um, I think he does a good job with most of the things, but man, this album was a fucking like by the time I get to the end of this album, I'm like, Jesus, like I feel depressed. I feel like this just saps all the energy out of me. No, even uh, even with all the praise I gave at the beginning of the album towards the end, you know, kind of singy Drake is back or 
talking about his mom or having a regular job in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, that one song, it's like, I thought he was talking about like a girl, like, yo, ma, but it's like his mother. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I see. That's like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, you for... The, the bottom this, half of his album is definitely not as good as yeah. the beginning. This is almost, I wonder if the part of the cultural impact of this is that it allowed dudes to kind of be like sad, sad. I don't know. You know, it opened up a lot of avenues. Well, Drake's whole career has kind of been like that, but yeah. I, I don't know how much this made Drake more popular because I kind of feel like he's been the guy for a long time. Like take care was before this, right? Like, I mean, it feels like that. I mean, yeah, and it, it's like, true. Drake's been like, he's on been one top. of the top dudes. Yeah. But I mean, I this album, so. like, Put them like in Hove so, category. So I feel like where where do you place it? Because I am not so favorable about this album, but I can see why uh, people really like it. You're not gonna like this. I think it's. Hmm. See, I'm struggling. You, you, uh, let, let me go first then. Okay. I got it below Tetsuo in Youth. I have it around there, but I'm not sure where. Like I'm, I don't know if I like documentary more. Because there are more tracks on documentary, so there are more songs that I like. But Less skippable, like I don't. It feels. Mm. But if but if I split up the documentary, I might listen. Well, I don't know, man. Actually, I I think it's under docu. It's weird. It's weird to say that. I'm not sure. For me, um, I don't think it's a very cohesive project. I think it falls off a lot at the end. Generally, I think there's a few good songs on this, but it since it's a mixtape, even even because it's a mixtape, I think that it doesn't really contend with uh, a lot of those other albums Where? at the top of the list. Definitely doesn't touch Kanye or or Rhapsody. Absolutely I can see people liking Drake more than Freddie Gibbs, but I think that project has more solid, likable tracks. It's not as good as. American, American badass. badass uh, no. I also think that uh, n- not just not just documentary two, two and a half, two point five as well. And I think documentary two itself is a stronger project than this. Do and you think it's better than Control System? I like Control System better than it, but see, Control System does not have nearly as much people regarding it as a great album as this. I know that the Drake hive or whatever they're called the the six kids or whatever fucking name he has for his fans um i think that they will make a strong argument for him being great and when i hear people say drake is a goat mc this is a reason i don't see it i just don't really like the album that much i would i place it under tetsuo in youth because i think that it has more cultural impact than absol despite me liking absol's album better i you just can't see it being a better project than tetsuo i'm fine with that um because of how like to be honest how bad the drop-off is in quality from it, the beginning to the end it's not gradual it kind of just hits like the fucking yeah cliff. like he, it's since the vibe is so similar you're like oh yeah this is still good but it's not nearly as good yeah. as the beginning and it is a mixtape so i think the quality, because Tetsuo and Youth doesn't really have drops in quality like that. So yeah, I think it's really, yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with it above Absol, below Tetsuo and Youth. I think that's, yeah, agreeable. Okay. Word. All right, my turn? Yes. Let's see. Okay, I think this is my last album. Yeah. All right. Um, what a this, fucking album. A Tribe Called Quest, we got it from here. Hell uh, yeah. 
your what is it called? We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Um, man, what a pleasant surprise this album was. When you hear it announced, you're kind of like, oh, Tribe Called Quest. Why new do you want to ruin your legacy after the death of Fife Dog? After the death of Fife Dog. So, and they're like, we ha- don't worry, we have recordings of Fife doing raps. We planned this before he died. Uh oh. Yeah, and it's just like. Ugh. Posthumous verses? Yes. Mm. When has that ever really worked out? Um, so when they announced it, I was like, yo, this is like seeing an aging fighter come back after years of being retired. You want to think that they're going to succeed and give you that same joy when they were a fucking peak. And you love them for that. And you still love them, but you just don't want to see them perform badly to do anything that potentially may tarnish their legacy. When this came out, Holy shit. I feel like everybody came together to make this fucking project it's great. So crazy how good this album is. From the beginning, like from the first sample. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? The production sounds like tribe, but it's it's modern. More advanced. You yeah. know, it's modern. Not and technically, it, but just like, yeah, modern. You know, it, it's got it, it's like it, they managed to bring back this entire tribe. Vibe. And it's weird. It's not like Q-Tip hasn't been making music or Ali Shaheed Muhammad right. and Fife haven't been making music. Like we've heard right. their progression and everything, but it's nothing came close to yeah. really this. And and where where Fife is gone, uh, you know, Jarobi, Jarobi and Busta fucking pick up the yeah. ah, you know, consequence. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a shout out to Consequence too. But Jarobi and 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 Busta and Consequence and you know Kanye's there and and Kendrick. Kalib is there and Kendrick and Elton is John is there album? and uh, yo everybody killed this shit mm. and man this had one of my favorite verses of the year on it and I can speak just it wasn't because I was expecting double to disc be album, bad by the way it was double disc oh, I mean I had yeah. the, you know, I didn't buy the physical and shit but you know I mean it's like nine tracks on each album or okay, each okay. CD. Yeah. yeah, this is just fucking good. Like nobody drops the ball at all. Um, so many just quality moments, and it was, it's enriched. The experience is enriched by this kind yeah. of nostalgic familiarity that you get when you just listen to old tribe. But everything is like renewed New, and yeah. revitalized, and it brought so much life back into Fife. Like it just like hearing him rap over the shit brand new verses sounding great it gives me goosebumps just talking about it man this is unheard of we've got rappers jay-z's been making music for fucking 20 20 years yeah doing well 444 great album uh you know in terms of pushing the age limit of rappers what they were capable of doing mm. but to take a 20 year hiatus and then come back with some shit like this i really can't think of any any high tier artist that has actually done that and really succeeded Unheard to of. this level yeah they should have got a fucking grammy for this album i love this fucking album who are they up against that year 2017 16 17 it came out in 16 that would have been i think uh who were they up against I don't know, but I remember that that Q-tip rant and how he was like. Did they lose to Taylor Swift? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't. You know, we don't play. Were they in contest for album of the year? I don't even think that they were nominated for it. 
And to me, that is just a gross fucking manipulation of it's just it just speaks to the the shit quality of the grammys anyways but man this no, album i mean i agree with everything you said yeah. the only thing that would have made this album better would have been I, and maybe it wouldn't have worked it's just like less consequence no, <laughs> no well, i i like consequence on mobius uh so. oh shit played something weird Oh, no, nah, the boys are back in town. It's perfect for this. Pump that shit up. <laughs> uh, but now nah, when I was, um, when the Talib track came on. I was really starting to vibe out to that. I was <laughs> just building up, but go ahead. Yeah. No, nah, right. I, had, I had forgotten that most isn't on there and he isn't on the album. Mm. I was like, oh, man, most would have been dope on here. Or uh, Dayla would have been, been dope to have on here. I yeah, was surprised, yeah. actually, that they, they weren't. But, but I mean, that, maybe that's just me being like a nostalgia kind of geek. You kind of feel like, oh, the, the you know, the, the family's back together. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, what do you mean Uncle Poss couldn't make it? Poss News, right. you know, busy and shit. So, I, you know, that... That could have made it better. I could have also used about 15 more tracks. Would have been fucking happy with. because. Yo, I mean, the man, quality is well, like, amazing. Man, I love so many of these tracks. Fucking uh, space on program joint. The space program joint, Killing Fields. That that Kanye mm. fucking. Kanye is, is so You've talked minimal about this on before. it. The, the, um, what, what is it? Soldier, soldier, soldier. You can it just listening to it. You can take that one phrase and think of it in so many different ways. Man, it is just a beautiful. When when that came out, I was like, man, I forgot. I love Kanye, man. <laughs> I like when you're just doing that. Shit. You think he you wrote that? I, mean? I think so. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. It's either him or fucking tip. Yeah, but it was just a, a such a beautifully constructed yet minimal contribution to an album that was a celebration yeah. of Fife's life and the long Yeah, it's good he showed career. up and if that's all we get that's absolutely yeah. perfect. Right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. I I I didn't need any more than that. Like that to me was a perfect Kanye punctuation on a Tribe album. He Word. wasn't he wasn't around back then, you know what I mean? And that was just beautiful. And you know how much he's been fucking with all those cats, Common, Q-Tip, absolutely. It, so, so, um, yeah, man, I love this album, and it might be, it might be a little bit. People might, the, uh, a hip hop head might look at me crazy, but I like, I like this at number one. To be honest with you, it's, it's either one or two. That's to me. That's where I feel like the debate mm. should be. Okay, because I, I agree, and I, I don't have any argument against, but we should probably talk about. You know which which one should be number one. While I think that Tribe's career can be compared to Kanye's um, in terms of influence, uh, impact on the culture, uh, a long um, and storied catalog of quality music, I would probably say that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy had more of a cultural impact for people. Mm. More people were listening even to outside rap at of the time. And more people were listening to rap at the time, and his reach is just so much larger. Mm. That album might not have influenced the most people from Kanye. Like, there's probably people that like earlier Kanye or right. people that like later Kanye that are influenced by his sound. But that is Kanye's magnum opus to me. It is the most uh, meticulously cohesive and well-constructed piece of art mm. that he's put out. So... 
in it being a you see this is the thing it seems like it's a singular project like one artist puts it together but that is a that is a group Album of by individuals committee. right yeah. you know it is a group of creative people helping to write Including the rhymes Q-tip. helping the choruses helping with the beats it, it, it's got fucking john bryan on there and that motherfucker is like one of my favorites john bryan the dude that did the fucking music for uh Oh no, I'm I'm making this face because I'm like or uh, eternal eternal sunshine, sunshine of the, the spotless, spotless mind. He's yeah. he's a, he's brilliant, and this album is brilliant. The rollout was beautiful. I was making that face because I think everybody that worked or is included on the tribe album is also included on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, with maybe the mm. exception of Andre and Rhapsody and of Kendrick because you know uh, right. it's early. Sure. Consequence and Talib show up on like a bonus track, like a B side. Is that right? And maybe Buster's not Saul, a part of Saul it. Saul Williams doesn't make any vocal contributions. To I'm sure he was. I'm sure he, he was, was in there, the though. studio though. Yeah, he was I'm sure helping he was. out. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, to if it was me, Kanye would be one A, and then Tribe would be one B. So I'm kind of okay with either way that they fall. Yeah. One or also. two. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. You want to do a rock scissors paper on it? Can we do it like like we did earlier? All right, yeah, we just say it. All yeah. right, so so um, I I I'll, I'll take Kanye and you take Tribe. Uh, or do you want to do it like a reverse? Yeah, because I picked Kanye, okay, and you picked and tribe. tribe. All right, so we'll go one, two, three, say it. All okay. right, At two out of three. Word. That okay. Works. Okay. One, two, three. Paper. Rock. One, two, three. Scissors. scissors. One, two, three. Rock. Scissors. So tribe, tribe, tribe number kids number, and 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 when when you speak to your grandkids about the greatness of this <laughs> of this list, you'll be able to tell them that I was there the, when the, it the, was decided. Right? <laughs> yeah. The the uh, you know the agreement between two nations. It was a beautiful thing, and uh, you know there was peace in the <laughs> there was peace uh, in Israel. Oh, shit. Why can't we solve everything with rock paper scissors? I feel like you could, but you know, niggas yeah. ain't. Uh, Do oh, we shit. have one more? Yes, my final pick, which is really... I'm surprised to see that that Kanye drop. I thought that that would be... I could only think of like... when Just thinking about the album, I could only think of like two or three projects right. that I think would touch it. Well, I knew... And Tribe wasn't even on my mind for that, to be honest with you. I'm the, I'm the same way. Like, I, I knew the Tribe album was good. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be very high. But listening to it again last night, and I mean, we've talked about it so much, but listening to it again uh, last night and, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought, but I was like, oh yeah, this album's beyond incredible. It, yeah. it deserves the number one spot. I mean, yeah. like like we just said, A or B, it could be either one of them. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Well, you know, like Kanye hasn't done the podcast yet, but Ali Shaheed <laughs> Muhammad, like, I feel like we might be a little biased, but uh, you know what I mean? If yeah, Kanye we, comes on, we'll rediscuss We this. planned out that right We'll go back scissors. to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Good coordination. Yeah, that's just that. how it happened. I gave you like a like a scissors <laughs> with the other hand. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, shit. Oh shit! Right. So what, what's your what's your is this the last choice? This is the last okay. one for the recording and uh very self indulgent of me, but uh, oh, okay I remember yeah. Nicholas F Vices, which is m- kind of not my introduction to Nicholas F because I'd heard his tracks with Drake's Drake before, but this album came out in 2013. I was listening to Lil Ugly Man before, and this track came onto my radar somehow like you know somewhere on the internet and it was he has a single uh 
Goddamn Murder, produced by Lil Ugly Man. So I was like, oh, I got to listen to this, because I remember this guy. I remember he can rap some. Uh, let me check this out. And just fucking blew my mind, man. He's like, I already was, you know, trying to live not like a grimy lifestyle, but, you know, like highball low life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like before before I thought of yeah. that. The goon maneuvers were in full swing. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'm a black, you know, Bukowski type kind of character. <laughs> I you thought know? you were going to say I'm a black. <laughs> you know, I can do a black. Yeah, but word. Yeah. And then this album like resonated with me so much because I'm not going to say like Nick is like, you know, he's just grimy or, no, you he's know, sh- a shitty guy. Spark. Yeah, but. He's Pop. like, just like, yo, man, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And, you know, I'm going to do some drugs. I'm going to fuck some bitches. I'm going to get some money. But not like, like you said, it's intelligent yeah. and he's clever yeah. and witty. He rhymes. Creative. Yes. Uh, he wildly creative. So much better than. Styler. Yes. He's a styler. Uh, Every, almost, maybe not this album, but definitely more recently, different flow. Every single track. Can I just say that of all the musical choices that you've uh, you've we we've introduced to each other, mm. and all the ones that you gave me, Nicholas F is perhaps the one that has resonated the most because I see him as kind of completely encapsulating the reason that I love Dungeon Fam mm. and Outcast in the from in Virginia, the, right? It's like a, it's got these Southern sensibilities to it that are not in line with like the tropes of like complete ignorance yes. you know like the the direction that maybe snap music went mm. or, or even like is is kind of wildly toxic as like uh you know hypnotized minds or or juicy j and those right. cats it's got a lot of those sensibilities but he's also comes from this fucking wild ass styling background i listened to him from former track to track, freestyle it's like, no, what's that shit called? Freestyle Fridays on BET Champion. He's crazy with rhyme schemes. Mm. He can put together a cohesive, well thought out concept track. He, his his production choices vary quite often while he, having a general aesthetic and vibe. He also produces. He's dope as fuck, and I really think that Nicholas F is one of these artists that should he should be at least on a fucking Freddie Gibbs level. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? He should be somebody that like, I am so wildly surprised that he just doesn't get any more play. I pay attention to hip-hop music shit, and I didn't even know about him until you put me onto him mm. two years ago, or whatever amount of time it was. He's become one of my favorite artists, and this is... Probably the last album that I picked up from him because I listened to the more contemporary joints first, as you told me they were oh, coming word. out. Yeah, I didn't. You you did, you told me Nicholas F and and I didn't go. Oh, okay, let me go check out Vices. I checked out like fucking Trifling or Stuck, word. and you know his album, uh, what is it? Stuck was one of my favorites of last year. Definitely yeah. top twenty uh, for rhyme schemes and pr- varied production and what he can do with his voice. This album is fucking great. Yo, it's. This it's album crazy is super how, fucking good. Because like I said, I didn't listen to his earlier stuff. Like I had to go back after I heard this album. And his voice is like, he was like a mixtape kind of rapper guy back. Like, you know, I won't say struggle rap, but he was, you know, sounded like a guy putting out some mixtapes. And, you know, he kind of sounded like a kid. I guess I, we're, yeah. we're around the same age. He might yeah. be a little older. Uh, but this man, like his voice is like raspy. He's like talking about I, I used to say this like like yo i'm out here fucked up getting fucked up and i just fucking love like everything about this album and 
the quality doesn't really dip. Like maybe the last two songs aren't as great as the rest of the album. But like you said, the styles are so varied and dope. It's just like. This is what I like about fucking rap music. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Drake is on this album. That's right. That's yeah. right. He is on this album. <laughs> they worked together yeah. like early, early in their Drake. careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is after Drake had blown already. Well, but uh, but I mean, they they uh, Drake was rocking with a lot of hip hop acts. You know, Drake he was rocking. Loves with, Fonte. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a fan of hip hop. Drake. Yeah. Drake is a huge fan of hip hop. And um, man, I, this is this is what I like about rap music. I think you know a lot of people that listen to this podcast and even people within my cursory circle may have ideas about my opinions on what I think is good and what's not because I'm so critical of popular rap music and a lot of those tropes. So it may come across as though like I don't, I like conscious rap mm. or I like abstract rap. I like motherfuckers who can say things well. Dope. You know what Dopely. I mean? If it sounds fucking dope, it, any type of fucking sentence, it, it, but if it comes from like, he has a singular style to me. He's a person. Nicholas F is a person like like a bus driver for me. Who's like, you recognize him for his voice and his styles. It's like I just like. Oh, you mean shit. uniquely? Yeah. There's okay. it, he's he has a a bastard style that comes mm. from places, but it's like, yo, that's Nicholas F. That's what he does. Yeah. If somebody took his rhyme schemes or like try to make their voice like his, it is not going to be the fucking same it's like he's just got this idiosyncratic ability and he's dope and even though a lot of the content is not necessarily something that i personally live i believe him when he says it i believe these are his experience there's a sense of authenticity there he always pulls me back into a level of nostalgia this album has like fucking do or die samples on it yeah juicy j samples on it. i would say like nicholas f and little ugly man are the two artists most responsible for why I like Memphis sound mm. right now, why I'm like okay. really into that shit. Yeah. I would say that um, Hustle and Flow is probably where <laughs> a lot of my my kind of, you know, man. Yeah. I think we lost music. No. Oh, no yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, Hustle and Flow probably, Terrence Martin, and, and, and then those guys. But yo, those, those, I mean, where do you put this album? Yo, um, I, I just got done speaking wildly positive about it, but I don't really know where it goes because it doesn't have the cultural impact that it exactly. should. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I will say, as much as I love Nicholas F., if I were to introduce people to him, and like, usually when I choose songs to show people, I don't pick the most recent songs because even though I still love them, I know Nicholas F., it's... You, you I, have I know to, your pain. I know your pain. Yeah, like a I, unique kind of yeah. taste to I, like get what he's doing. I don't think I ever been like, yo, check out this bus driver song. Like, Word. You know, like I just feel like it, it's like a personal, you know, relationship yeah. that I have with the artist that I don't think a lot of people would appreciate for the Like reasons. I'll say his name. Yeah. And then if they seem interested, I'll usually pick a track yeah. from this song. I would yeah. say this is his most accessible album. If you're not Agreed. into the sound that he's doing now like you're not in the scene and you're like unfamiliar i would say yeah check out this album he definitely takes it further on other projects this one is kind of the safest i'm not sure if this is his best album it's not my favorite but i would say it's top two top five if not top two 
Uh, shit, man. I kind of like it. Mm. I like this album better than the games and Freddie Gibbs. But I like I it better, right? Right. But I also don't think that it should rightfully right? be placed above Joey Badass or even Tetsuo and Youth, if I'm being completely yeah, honest. I, not with Tetsuo and Youth, but I agree about Joey Badass. But I, 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 I fucking like, love this album. I like this album more than Tetsuo and Youth, but I just really think Tetsuo and Youth is such a strong artistic project there's a, a like it's just a, a a case of sensibility for me too like i just don't i'm not a big lupe fan like that never have been i was you know. but not yeah. now i'm okay with it being above drake oh yeah for sure i'm okay with it being above the documentary oh that is interesting i hmm all the reasons that we put the documentary above Tetsuo and Youth are, are. It was a vote. Yeah, that's what it the, came down to. I think I'm always going to have an issue with discussing albums that go over Tetsuo and Youth. Well, let's but, let's do this. If you had it your way, how high does Tetsuo and Youth go? Above Freddie. Above Freddy? Yeah. That's way too high for me. Yeah, it goes above Freddy. I just think that when people look back at that, they're going to see a really strong, artistic, cohesive project that has a mastery of ability and strong production. That's like, whereas Freddy is like good rap mm. and the game is like good rap. And they might have nostalgia for people that like those sounds, but I, my biggest thing is that I just think that Tetsuo and Youth is a brilliant project. The, the thought process and concepts that went into it are just wildly more artistic and above. So I'm always going to have an issue with that. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of the things I have to reconcile. I like this project more than the game's documentary. Mm. Undoubtedly. It's one of the things that is making me think that it goes below the game and Tetsuo is that it just doesn't have any cultural impact right and both of those albums have much more of a breath that reaches people but how much of a criteria is that how much should exactly. we value yeah. that when this is I'm, us determining art? i think my the main criteria i'm coming from because i don't think uh like i said we didn't set one for the list and we're not trying to enforce anything when i and making my final decision when it gets, you know, to the wire like this, I always go for replayability. And mm. I'll listen to this album way more than Tetsuo on Youth and the documentary. Yeah. And maybe Freddie and Joey, but I I know see, the cultural impact. Yeah. I, I don't want to put it that high either. I see I don't But I know do wanna put it above Tetsuo on Youth at least. I, see, I don't know if replayability is one of my m more important components when I'm ranking this. As I try to err towards objectivity, you know I'm not going to listen to any Drake albums, but I definitely think that some Drake albums have an inherent have inherent qualities that should place them towards the top of the list. And uh, of course, if you're reading this, was not one of them. But replayability also just doesn't. It's not something that I'm. I don't think it's one of my major metrics. Yo, I think I'd be comfortable putting it under the, I don't. Yo, let's do this. Rock, paper, scissors. First time 
determines uh, Vice's position. If I win the first time, it'll go above the documentary. If you win, it'll go under Tetsu on you. And then we'll do rock, paper, scissors again. And if I win, Tetsu on Youth stays in its place. And if you win, Tetsu on Youth goes above the documentary. I would actually be really happy if Tetsu on Youth was under Joy Badass and right above Vices, meaning game drops too. So what is that what you're saying? Um, it, it, you're saying that if 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 I win and then well you would have to play for that second Tetsu on Youth spot. Okay. Okay. So wait, if the first time determines if it's above game or be, ab, above below, te, below Tetsu, Tetsu on Youth. youth. Yeah. All right. And then the second time determines if, if Tetsu we on move Youth moves above Vices, above the documentary. But it, it would be above Vices would be above the game, though. Yeah. And so if, if I be, won. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I'm just going to play the rock, scissors, paper, and you tell, and you describe exactly what happens after. Right, what are we okay. doing? One, two, three, shoot? One, two, three, say. Oh, uh, we're going to say it three, again? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. Let's do a, a say for the people so okay. you know they know we're not fucking gaming the system like rich white people getting their kids into college. <laughs> Straight up. All right. Uh one, two, three, paper. I oh. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you know my plan and shit. All right, I got to switch it up. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. One, One, two, two three, three, paper. Rock. One, oh. two. Oh, so, so under Tetsu on Youth. Okay. And now we just determine if Tetsu on Youth moves up. If Tetsu on Youth and Vices move above game, right? I. I'm fine with that. That I wasn't like, what I, my I like original that. plan was. I okay. like that. I would love to drop the game down below both of those. Well, let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> you cool with that? Move up Tetsuo I mean, and Vices above the game. I'm, I'm really not feeling Lupe's album like that, but, you know, rock, paper, scissors is law. So Yeah, man. Yeah. It's in the Bible. So, yo, that's the end of the album choices. Let's give them the updated list. Okay, bust it. Uh, number one, A Tribe, Tribe Called, Called Quest. Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Next, Kanye West, My right. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. After that, we have Rhapsody, Layla's Wisdom. Then, Freddie Gibbs, Babyface Killer. Followed by Joey Badass, All-American Badass. Next up, hot, newly ascended <laughs> <laughs> Lupe Fiasco, Tetsuo and Youth. Youth. Followed by uh, Nicholas F., Vices. And then, uh, sadly, the game, documentary two and two point five, uh, then, two positions. Then we have Drake approaching the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> with if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, and then we have our guy Absol with control system. Little ugly man, Mr. Thug Isolation. And getting towards the end of the list, J Cole, Friday Night Lights. The Roots, How I Got Over. Bobby Sessions with Revolution Part 1, The Divided States of America, and Part 2, The Art of Resistance. And then we got the god, Jaden Smith, <laughs> with Sire, the icon living. And that rounds up our fucking album list. Yo, uh, how many is that? That's like... Fucking 15. Okay. 16? I don't know. I don't have them numbered. But yeah. Uh, yo. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I would like to do one of these every month. If possible, was about six albums. That would be great. Again, if you're listening and I you like good. this, uh, oh let yeah, us know. that's what I was gonna say. 
gonna have to stop saying all the albums pretty soon. Yeah, so we got to figure out how to get it posted uh, like up a somewhere. word file or some shit like that. Or yeah, at least somewhere where people can see it. Sure. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Look forward to future episodes. We're gonna have Tracy Jones in here pretty soon, and we'll be discussing like six more albums. That's right. And then uh, yeah, we'll try to do this every month. Uh, we're going to have the weather report or weather forecast for you in a sec. So, yo, thank you for rocking with us. And we'll be right back after this break. Hello again. Thank you for listening to all of that. And now I am going to let you know about the upcoming shows happening in Tokyo within the next month or so. Uh, if you would like to find out some of our reoccurring shows that happen quite often, weekly shows, biweekly, things of that nature, go check out our Google Calendar google calendar and it is in the show notes so love us for that and spread the news uh tonight friday the 5th we have the gamuso comedy show which is going down in asagaya uh that should be a lot of fun and starting around eight o'clock so word life this sunday the best party in tokyo is happening at 4 p.m speakeasy is going down at Ginza, and this always happens uh, the first of the first Sunday of the month. So you're gonna want to go check out their webpage, RSVP, and go check that out. Props to the whole squad for being mentioned in the Tokyo Weekender. Also, look at that. Uh, we have some other shows coming up, which I am about to tell you about. The Red Bull Music Festival is happening on Wednesday, the 10th. That is going to be Red Bull featuring 88 Rising at wwx japan in shibuya uh only 20 dollars to get into that so that should be really dope 88 rising is doing a lot of things with rising asian artists and whatnot so word life and let's keep moving what else do we have here 60 percent grand opening party at harlem on friday april 12th with dude from yentown normcore boys a bunch of other people and you kid as well Mm-hmm. And then that uh, Saturday the 13th, Late has got his party going down at Azabu Juban at the Blue Jam Cafe. Hot. Uh, that should be really fun. You may just have to go to that immediately. Also, uh, The Breakdown is happening. We love our guys at The Breakdown. And as far as any other shows coming up, I see that we have a lot of reoccurring joints and some joints that we will tell you about on next week's episode. As stated, our calendar is updated quite often and going to be uh, available to you by the Google link. So, uh, word. Uh, last thing, beat the best blue in Shibuya at the Ruby Room on April 20th. I will be there. If you're fake news, 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 if you're fake news.